Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, established, strengthened, settle you. 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 10. Many are they today that are lied to, that come to a false version of the truth. They are told that if they believe in God, then all their troubles in this earth will be over. He is painted as a genie or a tooth fairy, when nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, the word genie was an ancient Middle Eastern word for fallen angels, you know, like Lucifer. They offered material gain, fame, and fortune in exchange for adoration and ultimately your soul. Because sin, selfishness, self-indulgence, and self-centeredness always cost you something. First and foremost, it costs you the Holy Spirit because he will have no part in it. For Adam, taking the pleasing but bad fruit and the promise of deity from the fallen one cost him his dominion over the planet and his fellowship with the Father. For Jesus, had he accepted Satan's offer for the planet and bent the knee, it would have cost him the kingdom of heaven. It always costs you something, and what you stand to lose in the long run is always far greater than what you stand to gain in the short term. So be careful of a false gospel that focuses on pleasing you rather than the one who made you and is truly worthy to be praised. Yet with God, it is the opposite. What you stand to lose here cannot compare to what you stand to gain over there. Herein, in understanding this, is the patience of the saints established. We know that Paul warned us to beware of false doctrines of demons and an easy, please me, serve me, bless me physically, materialistic gospel is one of them. But what is the real gospel? of Jesus. Jesus said to love God first, to love others second, and to put self last, because that is the nature of love, real love. True love sacrifices self to help those it loves. God is love, and he demonstrated that to us at Mount Calvary. And if we have received his spirit and he lives and breathes on the inside of us leading our actions, then we will love and live sacrificially also. And the selfish, pleasure-loving world will hate us for it because that by it they are convicted of their own sin and selfishness. Jesus himself explained this in John chapter 15, verse 18, where he said, If the world hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. 
If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember the word that I said unto you, The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my sayings, then they will keep yours also. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. Then they had not known their sin, but now they have no cloak for their sin. So today, I am here to set the record straight and speak the truth to you in love unto the edifying of your soul. As soon as you receive the true Holy Spirit, it will lead you into a wilderness, just like it did for Jesus. If you are willing to follow its leading, it will take you into difficult situations where you will be despised and hated for Christ's sake. It will call you to love those who persecute you and bless those who hurt you. This is the real gospel of Jesus. Now understand this, God does not desire suffering. It's sin that brought suffering into the world, not him. Yet because we are in the world, we will experience it. More so even because we are not of the world, will we be targeted by it, hated by the master of it. Yet does it give us the chance to shine as a light in the darkness, to be a witness against it, to show the difference that the Spirit of Christ has made in us, to be like Him as we are led by Him. Now don't get me wrong, it's not all gloom. God is loving, kind, and amazing. He is faithful and does miracles daily. Yet will your blessings come mixed with persecutions? Because how else will you truly be able to demonstrate him and his uncommon love to those who don't deserve it and most need to see it? How else will you yourself be perfected and grow more tender, loving, compassionate, and patient? How else will you be refined and made ready for the greater work to come in God's eternal kingdom? How else will you be tested and made less selfish? After all, a rose's greatest gift to us, its heavenly fragrance, cannot truly be released until that it is crushed for us. Yes, trials and tribulations will come, but they are not worthless suffering for no reason. God is not cruel, but moves in great wisdom. These things have their purposes in purifying and perfecting you for a greater use than you can know or imagine. So rejoice when you are trusted and chosen for trials of great reward. You cannot imagine what it is all for, but you can trust in the God of love and more truly get to know him in the fellowship of his suffering. And oh, how great are the rewards of it. For those who endure with patience the trials of affliction that come to try us. This, my friend, is the real gospel. The good news is not of this world. 
for those who love the world will be judged with it. The good news is that we who believe will be redeemed from it into eternal glory in the presence, peace, power, and perfection of our King. So Lord, strengthen us daily to live for that moment, regardless of what happens in the temporary. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6 tells us this, Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trying of your faith, being much more precious than of gold, that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. The things that you go through, my friend, in this life are to purify and perfect and make you ready for the return of Christ that you might have a better resurrection and greater reward, purpose, and position in heaven. So endure it with all meekness and patience. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 12 says this, If we suffer with Christ, then we shall also reign with him, but if we deny him, He will also deny us. Lord, let us never trade obedience to your scriptures or the leading of your spirit. To please men, receive a temporary blessing or a false covering. Because in the end, everything in this world is going to burn up. And you're the only one who is truly able to save us. Romans chapter 8, verse 14, it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, it is they who are the sons of God. For ye have not received again the spirit of bondage unto fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. My friend, endure to the end. Keep trusting, keep believing, keep preaching the true message of Jesus and keep following the leading of his Holy Spirit that we might be counted among his children, even if it brings you through some suffering. Lord, we pray for strength today, as even Jesus had to do in the Garden of Gethsemane before he faced his moment of crushing, before he became that rose trampled on the ground on our behalf, that the fragrance of his anointing might be poured out. The scriptures tells us in the book of Revelations that there is a fragrance to the anointing, a sweet-smelling aroma before heaven. O Lord, fill us with your Holy Spirit. Equip us to be a witness, even though we understand that the word witness is where the word martyr came from. The early witnesses of Jesus Christ, they all suffered. They all paid a price. They counted the cost. They picked up their pearl of great price and determined that God was worth more than all what seemed to be lost because everything in this world is temporary. It is ash and it is dust. But what you give us, that's what's going to last. That's what's going to hold up on the day of judgment proof of faith in what you had to say, that we trusted you, we sought you, we believed you, 
and we followed you, maybe some of us, even to a cross. Let our hearts pray today, Lord, whatever it is that you have for us. Not my will, but thy will be done. We know that you will pay back more than we can imagine in the resurrection, at your second coming, when you stand with all of your brethren who were willing to share in the fellowship of your suffering, that one more soul might be added to the kingdom. God does not delight in suffering, nor did he bring it into the world. It came in with sin, yet is God and those who are filled with him willing to endure it, to use the enemy's own weapon against him to take what the enemy meant for harm and turn it for good, to bring shame and disgrace and beat the enemy at his own game. Because you see, the devil brings pain on you to try to make you more like him, to try to get you in a place of bitterness and offense and pride and arrogance and hard-heartedness, selfishness, meanness. He wants you to become more like him through these experiences. Yet by the equipping and leading of the Holy Spirit, does God turn it against him and give you the opportunity to use it to make you more like him? more humble, more compassionate, more enduring and long-suffering, more patient, more gracious, more selfless, more loving, more attentive to the helpless. You see, in every situation you have a choice on which road you're going to take, narrow or broad, easy or hard, light dark, the choice is yours. Because the truth is this, that we will all suffer. Therefore, determine in your spirit that on the final day it will be better to have heaven say that you suffered for righteousness' sake than for wrongdoing. That you might hear those words spoken unto you. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into your rest. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 17, we read this, For it is better, if the will of God be so, that ye suffer for well-doing, rather than for evil-doing. For Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but yet quickened by the Spirit. Lord, in whatever we go through, give us the grace, the wisdom, and the fortitude to make the right decision, that in the end, it might make us more like you, Jesus, who is our example and redemption, and less like him, who is the author of suffering, that his own weapon might be turned against him, just like you did with the crucifixion. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.